if you're helping people, you're doing your job right. in any market. The same with contracting. If, if we're helping people, man, we're making sales, we're doing our job. And uh, that's what was the fun part was actually changing people's lives at S2. It's having them come back in say, man, I lost 50 pounds. I lost 50 pounds. Me six months later. And I didn't I'm think a new I person. could do that. And the look in their eyes, so sincere, still to this day, happy. You can't watch that. What is up, guys? Welcome back to episode six of the Zach and Pat Show. I'm Zach. I'm Pat. And we are here with a special guest today. It's a Thursday episode, so that means it's an episode with a guest. Uh, But first, I want to do some housekeeping. Uh, The other day on my social media, I announced that we are doing a Zach and Pat book club. Uh, So one of my goals this year was to get back into reading daily and uh, trying to read a book a month this year. Uh, so Pat wanted to join me and we figured we would read a book every month together and then do a podcast about the book at the end of the month. So uh, the book this month is Atomic Habits by James Clear. So uh, buy it, read it along with us. And then on uh, January 31st, we'll be recording that podcast. That means it's going to release the following Monday so you guys can follow along. Um, and as always, if you guys get anything out of the show, uh, tell a friend, like, subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. That uh Helps the show grow and and helps us. So we'd appreciate that. And uh, now we want to introduce our guest today. He is a client, a friend. He is the owner and operator of White River Contracting, the great and powerful Matt Vote. What's going on, everybody? We're happy to have you here, man. So, uh, you know, tell uh, the listeners or people watching at home a little bit about you. Not much to tell. Pretty average guy. Have a uh, semi-decent, I would say on a scale of one to 10 contracting company, not anywhere close to where we want to be yet, but we're getting there. Um, Last year we did fairly decent numbers and uh, we learned a lot about ourselves growth wise. And I think this year is going to be an even better year as far as hiring people. I think we're going to start off the year with four people. So still relatively small company, but we're moving into bigger ventures and we're actually going to be working on a venue that you might be familiar with. It's going to be a CrossFit gym that I'm really proud of. And uh, hopefully that goes well. I'm super, super excited to that because considering I am a member of that CrossFit gym and uh, I'm looking forward to that. So um, yeah, man. Uh, So how long have you been in business? Tell us a little bit about. Been in business five years. I originally worked for the railroad, if we're going all the way back. Yeah, let's go all the way back, all man. Way back. Yeah. Tell us about Tell it. us everything. Worked <laughs> at the railroad, used, abused, eaten alive. All of our parents, you know, if you worked back in the railroad back in the day, that is the job. That is the job. It was the most safe job you could have. You know, it was supposed to be the epitome of what you should have when you grow up, right? Well, it's backbreaking and you travel a lot and there's a lot of ups and downs and it's just not what it was maybe back when our parents did it or well, yeah. I mean, even since 2020, I know friends that took a lot big hit there too, but um, did that left there, went to S2 and first form two local companies out of St. Louis, Missouri, met a lot of amazing people and the owners, Chris Klein, and Andrew Fussell actually got me into uh, entrepreneurship. 
So fast forward another two to three years, left, went back to the railroad, unfortunately. And then a man named Jared Connell called me, started working back there because they wanted me back and uh, put me in a different spot. I was way better off in. And uh, I lit it up for another three years, man. And every day I work closely with Chris Klein directly doing logistics for uh, Supplement Superstore franchises. When I did that, I learned a lot directly from Chris and then even more from Andy via podcast and everything else he does. But, uh, you know, got into entrepreneurship. First company didn't work out, which wasn't any fault of anyone. Me and my business partner actually moved down to Florida, learned custom cabinetry. He decided to take a W-2 job down there instead of focus on the business. I went the opposite way, moved back to Missouri, started White River. Here we are doing commercial jobs. I worked for law firms. I worked for gyms. I've worked for the average residential person. At the end of the day, we just want to make somebody's vision possible within their means. And uh, if we can do that, then we're doing all right. That's awesome. Um, so let's take it back. So you work for the railroad. Oh, yeah. And backbreaking, hard work. You know, I'm, I'm sure you you learned a lot from that job that, that carried over into probably transferred into some of the success that you had becoming an entrepreneur. Let's learn, want to dive into that a little bit. Some of that, that stuff that you, that kind of carried over from that first job that might've pushed you to where you're at today. First of all, don't embezzle. <laughs> learn that. Yeah. Side note, but no, seriously, dude, you, it, the biggest thing I took away from the railroad was, when you are working with a bunch of quote unquote alpha males out there, literally swinging sledgehammers and spike balls, trying to get rail lines fixed. Everyone has to be on the same team. There can't be one person that's bigger than the other. You got to put your ego aside or else nothing's going to fucking get done. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can cause go it, for it. Cause yeah. Me, yeah, say whatever, dude, you really can't, you can't <laughs> have an ego. If you have an ego, you're screwed. You're screwed. There was, and when Metrolink, for example, we literally got into an altercation on the Metrolink. Two crew members did. And so at the end of the night, we're talking 8 p.m. They would shut down one track for Metrolink downtown St. Louis, right? So they would just want run both trains opposite ways on one track, right? Has to be dialed in because you don't need no fucking buses, right? But if we weren't off the track by 7 a.m. sharp, we'd get a $10,000 fine per minute. Whoa. Oh, shit. Two guys got into a fight. We didn't make it back to the, the siding is what you called it, where you put all your equipment and everything because you got to travel the equipment down the rail line. You're just carrying that by and, hand? No, 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 no. Oh. When we had our hammers, spike kegs, everything on the equipment. And we would drive the equipment to be a spiker, all the stuff you see cruising down that's not a train down the tracks. Mm-hmm. That's all fucking equipment to fix the tracks, right? So we were moving all that stuff down, fight breaks out, boom, fines, $50,000, just like that. Wow. Now, who pays for that? Like the railroad or like the company you work for or is mm-hmm. it the employee? Okay. Well, yeah. Well, the companies, yeah, they paid for it. They got fired. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, 
can't do that shit. Yeah. $50,000. It's ridiculous. It's insane. It's crazy. Bro. And then the city is saying the Metrolink is the one who's doing oh, yeah. those fines? Oh, yeah. And then you said from there, so some, some, it sounds like, like you mentioned, really hard back breaking work. What was it like going from there? You said from there to first form, supplement superstores. Did you go supplement superstores first and then first form? Or how'd that work? Uh, I went from supplement, or I went to supplement superstore first. A uh, a gentleman named Kyle Combs, who actually owns the franchises out in KC. KC is the one who is local here. He is the one that brought me on, and he was the uh, the fucking man. Um, but I went there, dude. Biggest thing about both those jobs, careers between the railroad and supplement superstore is it's both fucking hard work, ruling long hours, but it's for a purpose, right? Mm. You know what I mean? One's backbreaking, one's mentally taxing and mentally taxing because if you want to be the absolute best and help people to, to the fullest, you got to be on top of every ingredient that comes out and ingredients come out daily. If you're not on top of that, you're not helping somebody out. Right. I don't care if it's a young kid that wants to come in and learn about C4. Cause at the time, I don't know how it is now, but if I gave C4 to the wrong college athlete, you could pop on a drug yeah. test. Oh, yeah. Right. So I yeah. needed to know that or else I could really hurt someone's life Yeah. all the way down to, if somebody wants to come in and buy a now product for a what product, a now product, it's just a general product. Like N O W. Yeah. It's like L theanine, just basic raw ingredients. Oh, like, like raw that. ingredients. Like a yeah. alanine. Or exactly. Something like that. Okay. So it's a, like a lot of people don't buy that stuff. Right. I feel like only like the real, like hardcores are mm-hmm. buying like the straight supplements. Exactly. So, but you need to know all the active ingredients and everything like that too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they both had their perks. And the nice thing about S2 was once you got into there, you really shined for what you got, man. I mean, you put it out on the table, probably like you, Zach. I mean, you get in, get out of it what you put in, right? As far as what you're selling. Right. Same thing. If you're helping people, you're doing your job in any market. Same with contracting. If, If we're helping people, man, we're making sales, we're doing our job. And, uh, that's what was the fun part was actually changing people's lives at S2. It's having them come back in, say, man, I lost 50 pounds. I lost look 50 at me pounds six months later. And I I'm didn't a think new I person. could do that. And the look in their eyes, so sincere still to this day, you can't match that. I remember I was working in Brentwood customer came in and told me that he said he was fighting for three to four years, trying to lose weight. And he find. He only lost 20 pounds at that time, but he almost broke down in tears. And it was one of the best feelings I can ever have in my life because you could just see how much it actually meant to him that he was changing his life. So that was cool. And then bouncing over to first form, we kind of did the... uh, Now, what'd you do there? uh, I started working in the warehouse. So when I originally worked for a supplement superstore, it was you had to do so well in the store to actually get the opportunity to work at first form. Ah, okay. And then, so I was going back and forth between S2 and first form. I would be at S2 in the store and I'd work at the warehouse. Right. Mm -hmm. I think there was five people at the time. 
the warehouse. Um, like you, Aaron Summers, Will, Scott, and maybe Jerry. Correct. Damn, the exactly. OGs. Exactly. OGs. Exactly. Now those guys are like, half those guys are like all executives now, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. All those guys. All those guys, yeah. I think Chico and Kevin were there, too. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Chico just got his locker. Did he? Yeah. Oh, good for Chico, him. John Quintal, they both got their locker. No kidding, dude. Yeah. They've been around a minute. So... Uh, Something is, is that actually it was through Matt, I begun working with First Form. And so when you're with the company at X amount of years, usually you get a pair of boots. But once you win what is known as the Core Values Award, which is like their man of the year, you also get a locker. And the That's idea awesome. whenever they moved into the building, because, you know, we were there the first night we walked into New HQ, is we want this to have the vibe of like a state-of-the-art training facility for pro athletes. I think they measured it off Alabama's facility. If... That's Sick. true. Makes sense why Austin Davis has a locker right uh-huh. now. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. There's yeah. a lot about Alabama's facility. For sure. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy to think about what collegiate sports have. Oh, yeah. Just dude. the amount of money college sports brings in. I'm just glad, being a former college athlete, that kids are getting paid. I, I'm sh- we could go on this tangent for a while. Did you watch a game? Uh, the Last night? That, the game last night? No, I was <laughs> dealing with my two little ones, and they wanted to watch anything other than football. So. Oh, that's fair. You, oh, oh boys, I know. I'm, that was a good one. Was I've it? been I've been a bad sports fan the last couple of years. That's for sure. I feel like the only thing I follow is the MMA and UFC. Really, it's pretty much the only I thing I follow you. these days. I just don't have time for it. Man. Yeah, just, that's fair. I mean, I mean, I've, I've watched a little bit of the NFL this year. I mean, I play fantasy every year, but like you can ask any of the guys in my fantasy football league. I am like the one that they all know <laughs> that like just doesn't pay attention. I just got too much shit going on, you know. Right. Dead last. All my leagues. Really? Yeah. Usually I was first. I think I was like 10th <laughs> Usually out I'm of like 12th. first, second. Miserable, dude. Yeah, I think. Uh, Michigan won, right? Michigan did win. Yeah. And I think it's funny because now it's, what's Harbaugh going to do? Right. Is he yeah. going to go a bit back to the NFL? I don't know. Uh, well, he just signed what? It was a 10-year deal for 125. Oh, yeah. Uh, and was that four? Was that, how, how long ago was that that he signed? Jim Harbaugh? Yeah. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh came in. Yeah. And so I don't know. I he's he's turned that pro like the I was reading a stat. He turned like the first six years were rough. Mm-hmm. But the last four have been insane. It's like it's well, how many insane. years has he been there? Because he was at, he was at, he was with the Niners before he went there, mm-hmm. right? And his then, his current deal is ten years, one hundred twenty five million. And that Damn. was so twelve million dollars a year. Talking money. You'd think if he just recently signed it, I don't know if he'd be. Yeah, I don't know if he'd be talking about yeah. NFL, but I don't know. Who knows, dude? How many college coaches got bought runs. out this year alone really? out of their contracts? Hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. per coach. Hmm. Think about that. Well, I mean, let's go back. Free to, money, right? Some coaches are getting paid for the next six years, sitting on mm, their ass. Their ass. Yeah. Hundreds of millions. That God. just goes to show you how much money those sports make and generate. It's oh, in, dude, it's insane. It's absurd. Like. Well, I'm so happy that college athletes can finally start accepting sponsorships. Right. I mean, I don't know why that so many years went by that they that they weren't. It doesn't right. make any sense to me. I mean, they're they're likeness and they're selling all the, selling their jerseys. They're they're profiting. They're making millions and millions and millions of dollars a year off the backs of these players. And as a like, I was on the baseball side, which. It's not a big money generating sport, but right, not in college. Football yeah. and basketball, like Ooh. those two sports generate so much money to fund other sports. And we all we went to Missouri State. Uh, not sure where you went to school. Did you go where'd you go to college at? Oh, I just did uh, just local MIT. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> it, baby. And so we all went to Missouri State. Yeah. So 
knowing the guys on the football team, like we were the team that the big schools paid to come and get their ass kicked. Yeah. And that's how we generated money for our programs. But, you know, we're, we're starting to see it now, even like a small mid or mid major school that some of these players are starting to get low NIL deals. It's not a lot, but it's enough to, you know, get a couple hundred bucks a month. That's, that's Something. huge. Yeah. That's huge. But you know, what I'm afraid of with this NIL stuff that you're going to just going to start like, there's, there's no, and I've got friends that coach in college and they're like, there's no loyalty. anymore. Like you lose that loyalty aspect because I, I'm not sure on the football or basketball side, but like on baseball, LSU is going to be a massive powerhouse for years because all they do is they'll go in. They don't think they have any freshmen. All they do is go to the portal and be like, Hey, you want to win a national championship? Come here. We'll give you this much. And then we're going to give you say $150,000 in NIL. Money. How, how do you turn that? Like, yeah. As, as an 18 year old, yeah, as, you know, like, well, yeah. Sophomore, junior, yeah, senior, 20 year old kid. Like, right. How the fuck do you say no to that? Exactly. So well, I feel like, if a community really wants to see a college succeed, right, they could. like think about it. Yeah. If we really wanted to get kids to Mizzou, we have AB, right? Yeah. What if we had AB be like, hey, you know, Mizzou's a local. We love it. Right, them. for sure. Let's pitch Screw Mizzou. Way. Let's get SLU on the map. Yeah. You know what I mean? SLU. Let's do yeah. Some, <laughs> yeah, something, no, for real. something to that nature. Yeah, why can't like, SLU be like a big powerhouse? And like, why do like, SLU doesn't have a football team? That's because, a, because it's a private Catholic university. Thanks, well, right. You know that. Well, like, but there's, there's other private about Catholic the, universities that are, that are like big time. Texas yeah, Christian. Think, think, yeah. And even think about like Notre Dame, for example. Yeah. yeah but think really? about the disparity in those between big public state schools. Yeah. The money that the guys can give away over here, I think, is a lot different than the endowments that the people can give away in private religious universities, probably. Yeah, that's true. I always forget the slews. Like, well, we a, don't know what money private universities are giving away because it's private. Yeah, we, but we you don't, don't think there's some backhanded stuff going on well, behind closed doors? Look at Harvard's endowment. They get $50 billion a year for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And look at their sports programs. <laughs> right. You know, Epstein you know, had Ackman's, a... Uh, <laughs> Epstein had an office at Harvard until what, 2018? Yeah, Bill Ackman's taking away all that money. Right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Tim, anybody got tinfoil on him? <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple rolls downstairs. <laughs> Here's the Andy, yeah. the tinfoil guy. Ain't no doubt about that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's crazy how much those two sports generate for the rest of the, the university, and it's it's good now that it, as it should. But and that's the thing too is you're going to start seeing kids stay in college longer. Um, what was it? Caleb Williams making mm-hmm. more money in college than he would make playing in the NFL. Oh yeah, and it's like, why would you not? not it, which yeah. is great because now kids are take gonna, a victory lap, right? You're, <laughs> exactly. Well, that and you're you're getting your education, which is, I mean, really an education no. anymore. I mean, that's the thing. Was but, it ever? Somebody I said, I, like, I, don't know. I mean, like I don't I know. Watching, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like I watched that Johnny Menzel documentary a while back on, on Netflix. And it was like, you know, him joking about his, how his classes were. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. he had, it's, it was like all online or, you know, he couldn't even go to class. He was a fucking celebrity. Right. You know? And so there's so many different, yeah, I just, it, yeah, it's, I mean, I don't, we didn't have to worry about that at Missouri state. I mean, no, like we're not, what, uh, we're not on that level, but you know, I, you're right. I mean, you would have classes and you would, you know, people that you were in class with and you wanted to go. No, you just make friends with them and they would give you your notes and you just had to make sure you were there, for, test, there for the test day. And, and, uh-huh. You know, and you probably, and, I mean, if you're anything like, 
I mean, my fraternity in college, we had a nice little test bank. Oh, you know? sure. <laughs> that was like one of the benefits of being, and I'm sure these college athletes, hey, had access to that too. You oh, know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, shoot, we have a whole academic center with tutors and they're purposely putting you in classes that with teachers that they know will work with athletes, especially like during season. So, you know, I was a test dummy because I was one of the, maybe the first baseball player, the first baseball player in a long time that was doing their, getting their degree in finance. So I was a test dummy. I was a test dummy for some of these teachers. And one of them was just real peach. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Needless to say, she, they have to sign a contract with the players that they're willing to, because they're in season, they know that they're going to miss classes that they have to allow them the chance to make up class, like classwork and things like that, or make sure that they have the assignments ready uh, for them if they're going to miss. And, so most players on game days would just skip class altogether because, Hey, it's game, day. it's game day. And yeah. so, but I, you know, for me getting my degree, that was always a big thing. So I made sure, especially this finance class, cause it was one of the hardest finance classes that I had to take. So I had to make sure that I was there and I had to pass it in order to, to get my degree. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I not had to pass it by much if I got a C great, but I get to the end of the year and come to find out, that I'm failing. And I'm like, I've passed every test. I've turned in every assignment, but apparently no, there was assignments that I was missing when I, from when I was gone that she never told me about and she wouldn't let me make them up or anything like that. Uh, needless to say, there was, I pulled out the contract that she signed and y'all disputed and yeah. And basically, yeah. So anyway, they eliminated, they went back and eliminated those grades, basically just voided those, off of my school, out taking it out of my, my grade and, uh, ended up passing. But yeah, it's nice. It's shit like that. Like, and that's the stuff like they want people to cater to the athletes and help the athletes out and be work with them. I mean, I'm well, sure yeah, their money, right? Exactly. I'm sure some of these schools might have special people to take their, classes I, I think shit, you also have to kind of look at like how helpers helpers. <laughs> yes. I think you kind of have to look at how, Hiring in college has changed over the last 40 years, too. I believe that there was a point in time before tuition started going up super crazy amounts to where you went to college for anything. You would walk out with a degree and you're instantly more hireable. Right. But these days, we don't have tenured professors who are experts in their field. They hire activists right. to preach at you and teach you what to think. And if not, they shame you and guilt you. I don't know. I, I, I personally think the college degree is become pointless. Yeah. That's what uh, I was, so, I was just going to say the same thing. It's, it, it, you know, and I remember when I was coming out of college was right after the big recession, the mortgage crisis and things were shit. Mm-hmm. So people were staying in school, getting their MBAs. And it was like, you couldn't get a job unless you had an MBA. And not like it's, and now it, I don't even like it's pointless. Like there's no, I don't think, yeah, unless you're going to be a doctor right. or a lawyer or some sort of specialist like that, but just going and like, like, like doing what I did and getting a, a degree in psychology and a minor in general business. Like what the fuck is that going to get me now? Right. Like you can, <laughs> you can go watch all that shit on YouTube and learn all about that stuff on YouTube for free for sure. And have the same level of education as someone that went to Harvard or any of these big schools. Like, I don't know. It, it, it it's, you want like, gives a shit where you went to college now it's it doesn't matter like harvard harvard's lost its luster like all of these schools i don't feel they don't have have that like oh shit there's no value no there's no value in the name anymore no and by the time you're just a money grab now 
That's well, exactly it. Oh, yeah. And, and by the time you graduate, half the shit that you learned when you were in there is out of date. Because uh-huh. things are changing so fast. I mean, look at where we're at now compared to, I mean, 2007 is when the iPhone came out. Look at how much shit has changed right. since 2007. I mean, the fucking world is a completely different place. Fuck yeah. I mean, but look at back when we were kids, you know, no social media. MySpace. You know, we had, yeah, I mean, MySpace. I remember when MySpace came out, and that was a big deal. But, you know, when we were kids, I mean, just think of how we grew up versus how kids now are growing up. I think it's vastly different. And oh, I think- absolutely. And I think, honestly, because of because of technology, you know, yeah, we've got a lot of kids that are stuck in front of screens. But ultimately, the information that's being passed on to these kids, like in certain situations, it's bad. But there's a lot of good information out there that we could potentially see a much smarter generation based on the information and how easily available it is for these kids to learn that stuff. I mean, you know, it's, it's frustrating. I mean, I pay so much money for my kids to go to this, to, to this daycare. And when I drop them off in the morning, they've got YouTube going. And when I pick them up at night, there's YouTube going. And it's like, what the, why am I paying all this fucking money for my kids to sit in front of the screen? I was like, hell, I could pay somebody half the, what I'm paying this and have them sit there and put fucking YouTube on my TV at home. Now, (laughs) is that hurting jobs? Is that also making kids lazy? That's my gripe with all of that. You know, if we start doing stuff ourselves, takes away bread from somebody else, no matter how we look at it. Also, I don't like social media a lot. I don't like a lot of things about technology. It's for the example of what you just said, our kids, well, I don't have kids, but my nephew, always in front of the iPad. He won't go outside and play. Is it making him lazy? Thousand percent. Are they going to do, are there going to be another generation of railroad workers? That's what we should worry about. Or plumbers. Plumbers, or yeah. I mean, we got tra- anything in trades. 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 Good luck. Right. We are the people that built the country. If there's not us, Guys are really in trouble. We're gonna get you, taken over by the robots. Your three D printed house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what's the longevity of a three D printed house. Anyone know? Not a clue. Because I'm pretty sure the uh, cobblestone Rome roads in Rome are still like good. Right. That took work. Right. For sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can't beat hard work. And I'm afraid that people are gonna take advantage of, in particular, AI lost his jobs and really, really hurt America's work ethic. I mean, I could be wrong. Oh, I, and just I, going on tangent, but just a thought. See what you guys thought. No, I, I completely agree in terms of the hard work and that and making us lazier. I mean, I know for like my boys, when they're at the house, I mean, they're they're by the time I pick them up, it's usually dark now. So going outside and running around and playing is a little bit tougher. Plus it's cold. Um, but we'll, like we'll throw the football around inside the house. I don't give a shit if they knock something over. Right, like, exactly. My house yeah. is pretty bare um, of things that can break. I mean, got a couple picture frames up that have cracks in it, which is fine. That's it's adds to the character. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, but no, like we'll throw the football or, or um, get them swinging a baseball bat in the house. Or my youngest likes to tackle people, so him we'll, awesome. we'll set them up and and I'll lay on the ground and they'll run and they'll tackle me. Like uh-huh. just like working on things like that to keep them active, and then. To calm down at the end of the day, you know what? Before we go to bed, you know what? I'll give you 20 minutes of TV time. Oh, yeah. Or 100%. It's like, hey, TV time or read a book. 
And most of the time, obviously, they're going to pick TV. Well, yeah. But then when we go to bed, hey, dad, dad, I know you said 20 minutes of TV, but can you read a book? I'm like, yeah, let's go. You know, so you never going to say no right. for them yeah. to say that. Yeah, you're a good. Influence exactly. So and, and, and my ex-wife and I are on the same page with that. And that's what's you know, it's just making sure that they are getting that in. I know that they, get, they spend time like a lot like again, they, they have these big ass screens, like big screens in each of their rooms. And they do a lot of the teaching from that screen, not saying that they're watching YouTube all day, every day, but they have a lot of interactive games that teach them. I mean, it's basically the new chalkboard. You know, it's no longer, you know, we don't have to go up with chalk and everything. It's, it's digital. And so that's the main use from what I've been told. Um, that's fair. From what I've seen, obviously beginning of the morning and at the end of the day, when everything's all done, it might be different. Um, but ultimately, you know, I w- I'm making sure that my kids, and I'm sure you're doing the same thing, that they're staying active oh, mm-hmm. and doing things other than just sitting in front of a TV. Well, and another thing, let me, recant i won't say recant what i said but when i was speaking on laziness i mean so for me when i learn like you guys are commanding attention he is commanding attention right it we are face-to-face learning right right Right. i am a hands-on learner i do that stuff but if you're a teacher and you set up youtube and you expect me to I fucking ADHD oh, yeah. asked to fucking pay attention. I'm going to be off in fucking Wonderland. Right. Here, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So that's where I was kind of wondering is, is it going to make the teachers, teachers lazy? Like, gotcha. You know, oh, and absolutely. Then, will For it sure. affect the kids learning without us even knowing it? That Probably. was kind of what Probably. I was, oh, yeah, I was absolutely. getting at. Does absolutely. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, lazy workers is what you're saying. Yeah, Not so, so much. the. I mean, it's it, twofold. I mean, you're going to have lazy kids. You mm-hmm. are going to produce lazy kids if you just put them in front mm-hmm. of a screen all day, not doing anything active. But yeah, you're right. It's going to produce lazy teachers or workers because they're just going to rely on the technology and and do it themselves. Like as a teacher, your job is to determine because or a coach. I mean, mm-hmm. I I coach and and all that stuff. And coach, do you yeah, coach, I don't know if you, do, you said you got a gym, right? So I'm mm-hmm. sure you work with training and you coach people mm-hmm. through their health, right? You know, you got to determine when you're working with each individual person. Is this mm-hmm. someone that I can just tell them something and they're going to comprehend it? Or do I have to pull out a chalkboard and right. write it all down so they can and walk them through the step how step. and the why yeah. exactly. for them to get it? And so, you know, there's guys on my team like that that I coach. And it's like I can tell one kid to do it and he'll visualize it and do it. The other kid, mm-hmm. I, other kids, I actually have to physically show them how to do things. Right. And so you're right. If if a teacher is just going to get lazy and put that on the screen and say, hey, learn it, that's not going to work for every person. You know, and, exactly. uh, and everybody learns exactly. differently. Yeah, everybody learns differently, and it, and you're right. It could be making for lazy teachers, um, uh, uh, but and it's it's hard to tell because they're not in the classroom or how that's working. That's fair. You know? I think a huge problem with the whole thing, and I think this has been spoken on through a lot of channels that I think we would all subscribe to, is that most people, most parents these days, treat school and the school system, especially public education, as more of a daycare because they have to go to work or as they just don't have the attention span to take care of their kids. Maybe it could be any number of things, but the two of you are super involved in your kids' lives. You've taught them blue collar work ethic. You've taught them the appreciation of traditional values. Probably raised them in the church to some degree too. You haven't given the title of substitute parent to a teacher who's only there nine months out of the year who gets protected by a union so that they can take plays off yet 
your guys's job as parents still continues when they're not in the classroom. Well, my my kid's not in school yet, but he's you know he will be next year. I think we're going to be you know kind of putting him in that preschool kind of system. But yeah, it's it's crazy to see. Just I mean, he has learned a lot from like these YouTube videos. I think I mean he when I when he we, I get him around other kids around his age, it seems like his speech is you know he he speaks better than most kids that are twenty months old in my in my opinion that I've that I've come across. Like tonight, we're gonna go to soccer practice and the, the age range of the kids there is 18 to 24 months. And, you know, I have to say, I mean, I don't see any of the other kids there like speaking as much as he did. Now, I don't know if that's just the fact that my wife's a teacher and she's, you know, been on him pretty much since he's been born to like learn. And she just is a, just a rock star teacher, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's crazy to see that the differences between kids and, you know, and now that I'm getting around other parents and other, other, other kids, you can kind of see, the differences in, and and I know we've talked about this before, but how different kids are just oh, straight absolutely. out of the box. Yeah, I mean, Connor and Oliver, fifteen months apart, are totally different. Yeah, it's insane how different they are. Um, and and I mean, I got a lot like being a teacher is a very thankless position. Oh, it's so, I, it's the amount. It should be a two hundred fifty thousand oh, dollar a year job. Right. Exactly. In that and police officers. And exactly. They, it's, it's just one of those professions that doesn't get the credit that it deserves. And, and I also think it goes back to, to the, those parents that are my kids, the fucking greatest. like, you know, Oh my God, my kid can do no wrong. Oh my God. It's professional parents. Yeah. You know, it's just, and, and they're going to bitch and scream and yell at the teachers instead of taking any faults of their own for raising spoiled little brats like you know what like right. my parents got a call home i got my ass oh chewed then beat oh, oh you ain't kidding about that shit yeah so you know it's it's parents aren't taking accountability for the way they're raising their kids and that's another issue like i you know i i've talked about it on past podcasts where with coaching like the parents when it comes to sports like those parents are the worst and i Teachers having to deal with that too. Like, oh, it's uh, to a whole nother level. You know, I'm sure that yeah. even the coaching, you know, you've got oh, absolutely. all the, you've got a classroom full of how many kids are in a classroom. At least when I went to school, it was anywhere from, you know, 30 ish kids in a class and right. just dealing with, you know, 60 parents coming at you, telling you how, how they want their kid to be taught or my kids, this, my kids, that my kids special. Like that's gotta be exhausting. Right, your imagine. job, the teacher's job is to teach the curriculum. Our job as parents is to teach them everything else, right. how to be good people, morals, principles, ethics, work ethic. Like that's not stuff that you're learning in school. You learn the curriculum and what's being taught. You put in as parents, the effort to teach them all those other things. And I feel like that's, we're getting, that's where things are getting lazy too, by putting them front in front of screens and all that stuff. I think that's the, all, the that's the worst thing about, or the worst group of people that are getting lazy, in oh, my opinion. There's no standard anymore no. for anything. And again, I'm not a parent, but I see plenty of parents. And from what you guys said, you guys are rock stars, you know, but I've seen plenty of parents that say, oh, just give him his iPad so he shuts up, this or that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't stand that. Oh, it's I, laziness. But it says a lot about the person and probably the life they personally live themselves. So, and unfortunately, that's the way America's going. Which, again, unfortunate, but there's no standard of living. Have you guys seen the the TV show The Newsroom with uh-huh. uh, on HBO? No, with, I've heard about it. Uh, 
it's, got Tina Fey in it? No, this has got... Or, or is uh, this Reese Jeff- Witherspoon? No, Jeffrey... Or is it not the... Was it the newsroom? It's on HBO. It's got... Um, oh, shoot. What's his name from Dumb and Dumber? The blonde-headed dude. Um, uh, Daniel... Jeff, Jeff Daniels? Jeff Daniels, yeah. Um, and he's this anchor. In the very first scene, he just... Go like someone asked him, "Why is America the greatest?" Oh, yeah. Country. This, this is like, yeah. This is from about uh ten years ago. Actually, he goes, "Why is America the greatest country?" And they're like, "Freedom and freedom." And then the the leftist says something leftist, and he just mic drops everyone. America's not the greatest country on earth anymore. Yeah. Oh, yep. I yeah. know exactly what you're talking it, about. That show's awesome, but that is probably the best opening scene to anything I've ever seen, and it's true. And he hits on every single point that we just talked about. Why America? We're not the greatest country. And no, it's we're beca- not. It's be and and it's because of these things. Like nobody's. We're not building things anymore. We're trying sh- to automate. Yeah, everything. everything. Yeah, when and again, there are there are some advantages of having automation and technology, but for everything, no. Yeah, and Henry Ford did a bang up job. Yeah, right. Exactly. They're good, and then there's bad, and yeah. we are just overusing it. Yeah, and so I mean. Shit, the technology we look at this fucking room. Technology. Right. Like, like there's there are, right, lights, there are the a lot of great things with technology, but if you use it the wrong way, it can be bad. And I feel like that's where we're heading. And that that scares me because it's like fuck. I mean, my, well, we use, got kids that we yeah. gotta raise. And that's I'm like, a, how the how, like what the fuck are we leaving for our for our kids and their future? Well, if I may, the thing about it is is that when we think of what the greatest country on the world is no one I don't know another country that people leave everything they've ever known to go there and build. And the fact is that we can still be the greatest. We still can. For sure. sure. But the thing is, the United States, people have to stop giving in to policy and media and legislation that is written on the basis of guilt, shame and fear mongering. The entire last four years of our lives were a referendum on what we were told from the media, what we were told from big government, what we were told in even big education. Because in high school, they're not allowed to talk politics. In college, they talk politics. What has happened is, is that the idea of oppressors and oppressed runs the roost now. And that's why we're okay with letting other countries pass us. We can still be the greatest country on the face of this motherfucker. Oh, absolutely. We just got to stop buying into this bullshit that we have to play nice with everybody. No, the fuck we don't. Well, and I think that, that video that you sent us today, Patrick, was it Patrick Bet David? Yeah. 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 So he talks about that. Like, this is going to be, like, I was talking about how there's 40 major elections around the world. In 2024. In 2024. And the people that are in power are so scared of what's about to happen because there could be such a massive change in everything. Afuera. But but the (laughs) one point that he was making that I found really interesting, he said that this is going to be uh, mainstream media's Last, last, last election of having any sort of influence on the election. Mm-hmm. After this year, by tw- the next election in 2028, mainstream media is going to be gone. It's going to be social media. It's going to be social media. It's going to be podcasts. Independent media. Independent media because people are so sick and tired of the bullshit that's coming from mainstream media. And this, and this is the last year that they're going to have any sort of coverage yeah. or sway in an election. Speaking Man. of corruption and speaking of media, did you guys see Hunter Biden walk out of his uh his hearing today? Oh. Marjorie Taylor Greene opened up to questions and he stormed out. And bro, what did he, she ask him? She was like, "Who paid off Mr. Biden to be here today?" Some other rep was like, 
sir, you are the spitting image of white privilege. You have no balls. These were literally said to him in a courtroom. And he literally, or, or it was at a hearing. And it's just like, dude, I heard it on DC Drano. I heard it on the typical liberal because you're right. It's the entire reason we're doing this right now is that independent right. voices deserve to be heard. And if you purely rely on social media or big media like Fox or CNN or MSNBC to carry your voice for you, they're going to lie to you. They're going to oh, gaslight yeah. you, and then they're going to sponsor it by Pfizer. Right. Yeah. Instead, you can listen to four South County Hoosiers yeah. chapping it up on the mic. <laughs> Just the Zach of, and Pat show where yeah. you're condoned to drink every time someone says, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're doing good today. Yeah. I know. I think I've only said it a couple times. I haven't so. caught any. <laughs> oh, I've caught myself, but I'm, I'm trying to not mm-hmm. stop the show every time I say it and go, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Why? The people love it. Yeah, I know. I know. Sponsored by Hen. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so I don't know if you saw any of our other episodes, but apparently I, I, I oh, do. Oh, yeah. I say, it's great. you know, a lot. And, uh, so I'm working on it. It's uh, it's I say like a lot of the progress. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> only five. That's it. We hit 62 on our last episode. Holy <sighs> shit, bud! I just well, fucking talked. We I were just... rolling for. We went for a long time. We did. We were it talking was like about... an hour and a half podcast. Only ended up being an hour. I think Murph <laughs> caught a lot. Of, caught a lot of. <laughs> oh, you think it takes me an hour and a half to edit? You wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but oh, one and a half hours later, yeah, Murph's yeah. got the tough job. We oh, to bro, here we just get here and look pretty. <laughs> talk. So uh, fuck, but man, we went, off. we went off there. That was fun. Yeah, that was good. That was a good one. Um, well, I guess we can get back to your business. Tell us a little bit about White River and kind of what what your days to like day to day look like now. I wear so many freaking hats, dude. It's unbelievable. I mean, my uh, I got an amazing girlfriend right now, Taylor. She owns a uh, a cookie business, actually. Yeah, cookie. dude, those cookies look awesome, dude. She's killing it with that. Dude, it's it's like so I love I love her social media and like the videos she does. Those are so cool. Let's add her to the list of women that <laughs> yeah, for sure. have on the show. Shout out Taylor Made Treats. You're, yeah. you're welcome. Go. I told you Taylor about Taylor Fetch. Cam- you're welcome. I told you about those camera settings, Taylor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh so sh- she's doing that on the side uh, along with, you know, helping me. She's actually working on a project right now. Why I get to be here and do this. So bless her heart. Love her for it. Um, you know, like I said, it's really me and her and then one other person we're gonna kick off and get another person rolling here so we'd have the four people I was talking about. Um, but really our major project, Zach, is gonna be, you know, if it goes through is the CrossFit Achieve. Um you know, that's it's gonna be a big deal and it's gonna be great to work with them. Um so hopefully everything works out in that. Oh man, I'm so excited. That goes about through. That. Rachel showed me the plans and it looks fucking it's gonna sick. Be, it's going to be crazy, dude. And it's just leaps and bounds and just trying to get there. Oh, dude, the community that Rachel's creating there is just amazing. It's, it's, it's insane, dude. I mean, I've never seen, I mean, this past weekend we had our, she does like an awards banquet mm-hmm. at the end of, at the end of every year. It was the third time, you know, the, the, the third one since it's been around and. It's just I've never seen a gym that has that basically overnight is going to transform into like a banquet hall or have catered food and give out awards for like member of the year, you know, biggest transformation, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just, crazy. It goes, it? The list goes on and on. And it's it's just such a cool, cool spot. It's, I've seen it change so many people's lives. I mean, I was there this morning and whooped my ass. I mean, I definitely don't. I mean, I look forward to going there every time, but I know every single time I leave there, I'm going to be. It destroys hurting. me. Every oh time. yeah! Like today, I had to do like ninety wall balls. Like just with a, in half of them were with like a thirty pound wall ball. So take a thirty pound rock Mm-mm. and throw it up nope. eleven feet. 
brutal. Like that ain't built for that. <laughs> I'm not built for that. Say, dude, you're looking juicy. We're getting yeah, there. I was gonna we're, say we're getting there. <laughs> um, uh, I actually talked to Rachel, and I wanted her to train me for monster games, dude. You should do. And it, she dude. wanted to, and then actually hurt my shoulder. But I'm back. I'm good. I'm better. So I actually got to talk to her about that again. Man, for the I, people that don't know, explain monster games. I don't actually. So it, Monster Games is a CrossFit event. Um, it's held in that, Joplin, right? Yep. Yep. Held in Joplin. I was at the first Monster Games. Are you are you privy to it? You want to give them a little lowdown on it, Murph? <clears throat> yeah, sure. So Monster, it was actually funny because Mark was the original one who set up Monster Games to be an affiliation with First Form, really? which is so funny because Mark in the CrossFit world, even though he wasn't like a competitor, I mean, he won at HOA, but that's besides the point. Monster Games is literally where like people do qualifiers and basically submit their progress through social media. And I think at the end of it, like 300 teams get together over a weekend. And basically you're going from like 7 a.m. till nine at night. And the last guy's standing superhumans. Oh, Big, I've, strong, I've, I've seen a lot of the, the first form people's teams post on social media. Like it's fucking insane. Like, fuck yeah, it is. I mean, that's I the shit I want to try. Yeah. Win, lose, or draw, right? dude. Just I want to challenge. Put, yeah, push yourself to the brink, you know? Bro, I've, I've done one CrossFit competition. I mean, it was, you know, four workouts in a matter of, you know, like four hours. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Like, it sucks. Stamina I just, is what my I problem. suck at is the yes. Olympic lifts. I mean, that's that's where it kind of kills me. I, yeah. I don't have a heavy clean and jerk. I don't have a heavy snatch. So it's just like, those are movements that are still relatively new to me that I right. never did before Same. before CrossFit. You know, like I'm I'm used to squat, bench, deadlift. Yep. I've been doing those for a yep. decade. So like I can do those no problem. But when you start getting into the, you know, the clean and jerks and the snatches, it's yeah, the triple extension movements and they're they're just it's just such a it's a completely different game because it's it's less about strength and more about like technique and explosion and like I, I just it's just a hard it's yeah. a hard movements. It really is. It's, How it's, you guys do those pull ups? What are they? Yeah. Kip ups or whatever? Kipping pull ups yeah, or butterfly how? pull ups? I don't, yeah, I don't do that. I can't. You could do it. I figured it out. My, I well, can figure it out. Oh, it's a man. flexibility thing. That's what I realized is like my shoulder, you, you know, for doing Oof. a decade of kind of like bodybuilding style yep. movements only, you're not working on that like gymnastic, you know, mm-hmm. getting your shoulder behind you. <laughs> and you need to like get into this, you my know, flexibility. she calls it the Superman and the. Getting excited talking about CrossFit, dude. Oh, dude, I know, bro. I, I'm always, I pit out in every show. You do. I, I, was like, I, I guess call I it out in to, every show. I guess I just need to start wearing uh, white shirts so it doesn't show. I don't know. No matter what, no matter what show we do, I think I've pitted out in every single one of them. Getting all pumped up. And but the window's is, open. The window's open, fans going. It's like 30 <laughs> degrees outside and I'm still sweating. Getting excited talking Sweaty about dude. CrossFit. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, I feel it. You've got this project going on possibly with Rachel and CF, mm-hmm. the CF Achieve. Um, what else you got going on? What else you got in the works right now? Um, Dak's going to be helping me. Uh, you know, he's going to be finding me houses. And There you go. You know, he's got a flip going on right now. Yeah, I do got a flip going on. That's where okay. Taylor is. She's out there at the flip right now. Um, hope we get that sold and move into doing some rentals and, you there know, you go. buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, you know, rent. It long-term end vision goal of White River is not only supply America with quality jobs, but, you know, is my overall end game view was to create a company so great that I could every year do one or more like home giveaways 
Oh, gotcha. Dude, or major renovations for people that just can't afford it. Because nobody understands the price of, dude, I don't know how many times I walk in, I can tell somebody a price and they're like, holy fuck. Yeah. Or they're like, okay. And then. And you never hear from them. Never hear from <laughs> them. You know what I mean? And I get it. Shit is expensive, man. But at the end of the day, it pays to play. And it's, it's a scale, man. Oh, absolutely. You know, we're out here busting our backs. And again, there's not a lot of us. And there's definitely not a lot of us that actually show up when we're supposed to. That's well, and I think there's right. fewer and fewer, as we were talking about, these jobs, you know, the, the, the jobs and the trades. I feel like that's something that less and less people are, are wanting, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I really think that we should, you know, try to change that because, I mean, those are jobs that we need. We need, we need people to build oh, yeah. things. Otherwise, what are we going to do? Are we going to have robots do it? You know? I want my son to know everything. And, you know, it, he doesn't have to be a master at it, but like, don't call anyone to fix anything. Right. Like, and he, it, you know, hunting too. Like my dad didn't teach me a lot about hunting. My dad taught me how to rebuild cars and stuff like that. But I want my son to be able to take care of his family. If I ever have one, you know, yeah. Learn off the land, build off the land, shit like that. But, uh, you know, as far as like plumbers and stuff, we talked about this the other day, but dude, three plumbers that just never showed up. Or wouldn't contact me or, or Rachel about something. Oh, shit. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, we're trying to give you money here, dude. Right. Yeah, What's we're trying deal? to give you business. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you end up yeah. calling the people I gave you? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. Took care of it. Told you. You know? We're good, right? Boom. Why don't like that. And it goes, it goes back. I mean, you get what you pay for. And, and, and no matter what it is you're doing, whether it's it's contracting or mortgage or real estate, whether on the, on the sales side, like, like, you get what you pay for. If you want discount, guess what? You're probably going to get shit mm-hmm. service and everything that goes along with it. Like there's a reason the people that are good at what they do charge what they charge and it's because they've earned it. And there's a reason why. And it's, just, it's frustrating seeing people always try and cut the and, and they, people want a lifetime fitness experience for planet fitness prices. Yeah. I mean, champagne taste on a beer budget is what that's one of my, always, that's something I always, that's uh, one of my favorite right, lines. Right. So yeah. what, uh, what does Brad Lee say? Good, fast and cheap. You got to yeah. pick, pick two. Pick two. Pick two. Yeah. Pick uh-huh. two. Good, yeah. fast and cheap. Uh huh. Yeah. And guess what? Right. I think yeah. I'd be inclined to pick like good and cheap, honestly. Oh, you really think about if I, that? If I have time to waste. Yeah. Depends that's, on what it that's is. Fair. Yeah. You know? That's fair. You know, depends on what it is. Because well, well, if it's well, a flip, at it if it's a flip, yeah. you don't want to. Like if, for example, yeah. time is money. Every month that that, time that passes, is money man. You know, I mean, you get it. it every, you get oh, it every I single it. time. I get it. <laughs> every month that passes by, you got to pay that like, hard money loan. You know. Yep. Yep. It's eating away. But you know, when I did that work for Big Jim, he's like, "I don't care. Just do your thing." Blah blah blah. Shit and shinola. That that's exactly it. He's like, "I don't care." And as we kept progressing through his house he's like hey you know let's do this let's do this let's do this he's like i don't care how long it takes do it right do it now fair enough and then we did get towards december i'm like he's like you almost done i'm like jim you keep adding stuff man (laughs) i'm like what do you mean i love when customers are like i thought it was gonna be this or this this oh yeah well yeah you thought yeah it was until you know you added five more things to the fucking punch list there guy 
No. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think this is a good plug on, it's okay to also fire customers that can be unreasonable. Thousand oh, percent. 100%. Absolutely. I have, I Thousand percent. I, they cost in, you money, bud. I mean, at the end of the day, like even in my business, real estate agent, mortgage loan officer, contractor for a bunch of different things, we're going to work with difficult people. And it's the people who tell you something on the front end. But I'd also like to add this on now that you've gotten started. Oh, well, I wanted this too when you're done. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, how about these edits? It's like, guys, we understand customer service is everything, but part of it is also be someone who the, the contractor or the business looks at you and wants to serve you too. Like make us want to go out of our way to help you, to give you value. Because the asking for stuff on the back end stuff, it usually bites you in the butt because then you're not happy because you didn't ask for it on the front end. Right. Yeah. Worth Definitely. mentioning. Also, probably shout out the, the plumber who did a good job too. Yeah. Who was it? Sure fix plumbing. They're one of my go-tos for sure. I've sent them. I've used them for a number of my properties, and then um, I've sent them to a number of my clients, and I've always gotten great, uh, you know, great response. They they show up usually within twenty-four to forty-eight hours, and and they're always reasonably priced. So good and fast for sure. Sure <laughs> fix plumbing. Sure fix. <laughs> sure fix. <laughs> Did we just write their jingle? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna patent that motherfucker. Uh huh. You better. So what would you say are some of the biggest challenges you face as a contractor and how do you navigate those? People. Like clients or like subcontractors or? Everything in between, dude. It's just, again, it's people in general. It could be the customer like Murph talked about. Okay, look, man, to be quite frank, the cheapest people are the worst people to deal with. Yeah. And I agree. I hate to throw that out there. I don't want people to think of me in a certain light, but it's just but you real. don't, you, you're, you, it's just real. you don't build a cheap product. Yeah. yeah. So mean, you it, shouldn't you, like, if I finished a basement and the lady had her plumbing lines on the outside of the house and their neighbor, who's a plumber was going to come in and fix it. So long story short, I said, Hey, how much of the ceiling do you need cleared? Just over on the edge of the house. Okay, cool. Drive it all the way over to it. Left in the area clear that the plumber and her said. And next day I came back, all the drywall was ripped off the ceiling. All of it? All of it. Oh, God. In that area. Guess who had to pay for that? Not me. Right. Guess who wasn't happy about it? The customer. Guess who got into a long fight and didn't get payment for a long time? Because they couldn't understand that they should have to pay for the extra materials and they are going to have to pay for the time. My employees had to redo everything we did after it was all mud and taped and sanded. And that all, that is at least a minimum $500 worth of damage that they did. For and- people that don't understand mudding and taping, I highly recommend if you know a contractor, just go to the job when they do a mud and tape job. It's insane how much time, effort, and it's just everything that goes into it. It is a, I've seen it firsthand from having my own stuff done. It is a pain in the ass. That is not cheap and easy to do. Oh, it's, a, it's, it's, a it's insane skill. For yeah, sure. no, absolutely. I, I mean, look, look at these ceilings yeah. right now. Like right. You, there's what, probably three, three sheets of drywall up there, yeah, Matt. No one can see the ceiling. I know, We're but uh, I know it doesn't matter, but, we, <laughs> but there's, there's three sheets of ceiling. There's probably at least three sheets of drywall up there. Oh yeah. You don't see any of those seams. Nope. None. You know, they're, they're invisible it, and that's mud and taping. It's an art. It takes time. And people don't understand that you can't rush things. The humidity is wrong in your house. The mud's not going to dry. 
Things like that can slow up a job. Listen to your contractor when he asks you to do something, when he says to do something. If you don't want to do that or you don't understand why, ask a question. Any situation, even if you're the contractor or the real estate agent or the graphics guy or the media Ask a freaking question, dude. Yeah. You're not going to look like an idiot. You're going to look like an idiot on the back end. I think people are really afraid to feel, afraid to look dumb. I'm not. You know, I, I, I think either. most people that's are because well, I know? like to learn shit. I think right. you know? people like to look smart or like. Well, and that's one of the, that's one of the first things I tell my clients is there are no dumb questions when it comes to buying, when it when it comes to buying a house. Absolutely zero. I don't care what it is. I would rather have you ask me a million questions. Then ask me zero because at least I know that you're trying versus trying to learn or understand versus later down the road you're calling me with a thousand questions and you're like, well, you, you never told me. me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you screwed, Black you screwed me on this and that. Yeah, Black Friday oh, specials. <laughs> yeah. Connor. Mm. Yeah. And dude, well, Zach, like we talked about yesterday with the plumber thing, not just customers. I'm trying to give another oh, yeah. person, another business, supply them with money, right? Right. Because I can't do it. So I need to make relationships in the community. I want to give them a pretty substantial job, or at least give them the chance to have it. Well, and it's it's not just that job. It's the opportunity of creating a relationship exactly. with you that could be a thousand jobs down the road. Uh-huh. That's, what, that's the way I'm sure you and I look at every single client. Well, yeah. We look at every single person that we work with is it's not just this person that I'm working with. It's this person that I'm working with mm-hmm. and the thousand people that they know in the in the general area. Well, think about it. You sold Blackwood's apartment, right? Right. I knew you from that, right? Okay. Now here we are. You made the house happen, right? For me. Right. Okay. Spent tons of time. We were looking left, right, went to a lot of places. I've went and looked at houses for you, right? Yeah. You happen to know and go to the gym that I'm going to be working on. Everything is yeah, intertwined. In St. Louis, yeah. man. Dude, it's in St. Louis, everybody knows everyone. Small city, big town. However so you look at it. Yeah. If you're gonna be that much of an idiot to uh stomp on an opportunity, it's probably gonna get around to somebody some way, oh, shape, or form. You know what I mean? Or and, mouth. Shit and, spreads. And you can't do that. No. Especially with this technology that we got. I can call someone real quick. Oh, right. yeah. I'm not sending postcards over here, people. Right. Right. I'm saying well, don't it, fucking talk to that guy again. Right. Just right. Well, it, just, it goes huh? back to that conversation we had with Matt. We're like, we were talking about the five degrees of Kevin Bacon, but like here in St. Louis, like there's one degree of separation. Fuck yeah, there from, is. From us well, ever in this business and who we know, especially if you're a elite at what you do. Because mm-hmm. we know other elite people. And I, if you're not going to step up, then I can call somebody that. Thousand percent. Well, look at, look at us in this room. I mean, all, this is a coincidence, but all four of us here, we all grew up probably within like a three or five mile Mm -hmm. radius of each other. Absolutely. We all grew up in Melville, Oakville area. Right. But for those of you that don't know, it's just this little small county, part of the county of of South County here in St. Louis, Missouri. But we, I mean, we all grew up just, I mean, you guys kind of went to high school together, right? Kind of. Kind of. We lived together for three years too. Yeah. Yeah. We went to the same high school as... My ex-wife. Yep. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. there's so many, I'm sure Dude. we could each name 20 people that we it's all, all sort of, that we all know each other. It just yeah. goes back to just gotta be a good person. And that's the number one problem I run into. There's not good people. Well, well, and that's and the if thing, you're but, not, word spreads fast. But like I said, I mentioned earlier, South County Hoosiers. I mean, we Amen. grew up, it's a blue collar. It was a, when we were growing up, it was blue collar. So we were raised with people that were hardworking with their hands 
that's what we saw. That's what we were raised by. So that's what we, we know where it's, you know, you're starting to see a shift. I mean, they call it Oakville Island now, Mm -hmm. you know, like once you get there, you're not going to leave and it's become, you know, it's, it's, it has, you got everything you need on that on telegraph, but it's true. (laughs) So, <laughs> I always make the, my parents still live off Telegraph. You know, we always make the joke that they never leave. They never leave the island. Right, Oakville's nice, dude. Oh, it, it is. is. It's like, true. It is so For different. Sure. It, is. it is. It is. It has gotten every year has gotten better and better and better since. I mean, I just remember when I was a kid, I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of it. But look yeah. at the leadership in Oakville. Like I go to, I worked at the sports pub for a couple of years. You did? Oh yeah. I didn't know that. And when I was working at the sports really? pub. Literally down yeah. the street from my parents' house. Absolutely. Yeah. I, was, I live right there. At, it's right by Queen of All Saints. An so. amazing spot yeah. with yeah. amazing Christopher. people. Christopher. So did I. But yeah. when I was. Cripple Creek. Yeah. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> what, See, literally grew up down the fucking street from each other. Yeah, so another was, coincidence. So I was on the. Well, I mean, dude, I was born in the city. I was born on Southwest and Arsenal. You see how the city is ran. Oh, yeah. You, oh yeah. Then you look at Lime. How Lime is ran. It's very specific. It's where the word Hoosier is kind of prevalent, especially when you go a little bit further, you know, north on Gravelway. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but when you go to Oakville or I north worked, on Telegraph, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I worked for the Miskovics. Oh, yeah. they are awesome people. I know the Miskovics. Yeah. Everyone knows yeah. the Miskovics because yeah. they're very community oriented people. They're very values driven people. And when I worked at the sports pub, they're, they're the most conservative people you could ever meet in your life. I was still very liberal at the time and it rubbed me the wrong way. But you know what I always noticed? Everything in Oakville is nicer because all the people are much more conservative about their money. You go out to the city. It looks like shit. Yeah, it's garbage. And also, here's another thing. What was when it comes to word of mouth? What was the story Andy always told us? You know, who Jeff Jarvis is. Mm-hmm. Remember that? You guys yep. know who Jeff Jarvis is? No. You know what Dell computers were? Oh, yeah. 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 So before Apple was Apple, before everyone was a professional nerd, Dell, Dell. was the biggest computer yeah. Yeah. until one thing happened. There was a tech writer by the name of Jeff Jarvis, and the only computers he used were Dell's. Until one day, Dell sent him a lemon about 2006. Didn't work, problems, bugs, needed fixes, so he had to send it back. Hey, Dell, I can't use a computer for the next two weeks while you send me my next one. Mind you, you spent sending me one to like use in the meantime. No, we can't do that. Why? Policy. Dude had such an awful experience with their customer service. He wrote a scathing article about why you shouldn't shop with Dell. And tank the company. Tank the company several billions of dollars until uh, Apple was on top. Boom. You never know who you're talking to. And oh. that's why my podcast, little plug real quick, is called The Talk. Is so that I can help people like you, like you, and like you spread positive word of mouth about your business. Because negative word of mouth travels 10 times as fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Thousand percent. Absolutely. Do a good job. Get good word of mouth. Which, what you're talking about, you know, you never know who you're talking to. That's why, you know, you got to uphold yourself in a certain manner, dude. Personal excellence. Yeah. Because I'm not going to go out with a rough beard. Raggedy hair, smelling like a bag of dicks, pardon my French. You know what I mean? I could walk, you know. Right. <laughs> there could be a millionaire next to me, and then maybe he's feeling frisky and he wants to shoot the shit in the pizza aisle at local schnooks. And right. we start talking about remodeling his mansion. Boom. There you go. He likes me because my shoes or something. That's why we stopped talking. For sure. Boom. Yeah, me and Gina, I was, you know, I was telling her the other day, or she was saying, all right, you know, I mean, I'm like, hey, I'm, before we leave the house, I'm going to change. And she's like, why? We're just going here. And I said, well, I don't leave the house in sweatpants, typically. Like, I right. like to wear, unless I'm going to the gym, 
I, I always like want to be look halfway put together because it's Absolutely. never know or who I can't tell you how many times I've mm-hmm. met someone at a, a grocery store or some just random places where I've the real estate has come up and then mm-hmm. I've ended up working with that person. It's I can count I can probably name four or five instances off my head off the top of my head just just showing up and looking halfway presentable. I'm not talking. I'm not talking not wearing a suit. I'm not, nines, no, bro. But, but no, I'm not talking all like a slob. Exactly. You know, just look like you're put together. Yeah. Like you have a regular standard. Like right. you appreciate yourself, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. And you appreciate your wife and you don't want people to be like, what the hell is she doing with that? Right. You know? For sure. <laughs> well, that, I mean, it goes back to saying it never hurts. It never hurts to be the, the best dressed. Exactly. No, Bingo. Thousand percent. Yeah. hundred percent. As I sit here looking. Oh, like this coming from the no. gym. Come, well, yeah. no, but I came from the gym. Coming, coming from the gym. I, yeah, came, exactly. I came from coming the gym. from the gym, it's acceptable. Yep. And you know what? That is a point to be made because you said, I'm going to be on top of my gym shit this year. Man came from the gym before he came to work. Oh, Hell yeah. That's oh, nice man. Yeah, Love it. Lost, right. lost that consistency. You got to get back to it. Yeah, man. I'm going to speak about it. I got to do it, right? Yeah. That's right. Got, these people are going to hold you accountable. That's right. I hope so. You come to the gym with me? I'll be at Exist every morning, bud. What time? 5 a.m. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the days that I don't have my kids, I'll, I'll, Hey, if you want to come up there, if you text me and let me know what days you want to work out, okay. I'll make it happen. Yeah. So I, I'm at, I, I like, there's, I love the gym that I work out at. The problem is, is they just, they do classes, right? And there's no open gyms and the classes that it's just it, with my schedule and with kids unless i'm want, like i said unless i'm wanting to get up at five or six in the morning mm-hmm. to do those classes then it's it's tough to get in throughout the day but yeah usually if i can get in i'm usually getting in because the people that are at the usually the 8 30 are awesome people we have great conversations and you know it's in an area where there's a lot of a lot of money so it's <laughs> nice to have those conversations you never know what's going to happen like peeps at the gym if you know somebody needing a house let Boom. me know Dude, 100%. So, relationships exactly 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 so and I, I and one of the guys that i have on my list is a financial advisor that i met mm-hmm. through there so you know and and it's and another guy connected me with his his girlfriend and and she's also friends with my neighbor and they've used my house to shoot commercials at that i've made money for. so See? it's it's the gym is great there's it's value man yeah Exactly. I can't tell you how many great connections I've made from the gym, whether it's Rachel's gym or right. my CrossFit gym, or my, I'm sorry, my jujitsu gym. I've, I mean, I've closed several deals just from, and it's, here's the thing is I never promote, I never, prom- I never talk about real estate unless it's brought up to me at, at the gym, but every it's single just, one, but this goes back to social media and it being a powerful tool. Every single one of those people yep. that I'm friends with at the gym, they all know what I do. Cause I, when I bet they support their, and I bet they're here supporting the podcast too. Cause every single one that I Probably. see, they're like, Oh, I love that episode. Like yeah. there's, there's the most supportive group of people. I mean, well, they want to the see you win. busting your ass. Right. Like you want, yeah, you want that person to win. It's awesome. I love, I love the gym community. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. Like if, if you're going to join any community, if you're new to a town, find yourself a good gym. Yeah. And, oh, and without that a goes doubt. into yeah. class. Can, I always think that's something I've gotten into over the last couple of years. I've gotten into CrossFit and jujitsu and all these kind of class based uh, class-based gyms. Cause I mean, I worked in, you know, I've worked out at exist and club fitness and, you know, Gold's gym when it was here, all these, all the kind of bodybuilder, kind of do go in and just open gym, do whatever you want. And trust me, I love those kinds of gyms, but there is something about gyms with classes that I really like for a number of reasons. I think oh, it's yeah. well, you, you build a community cause you're all doing the same mm-hmm. shit. You're all yep. suffering together. There's something special about that. And then second off, what I really like about it, especially if you're just getting into the gym, 
I love that I'm, you know, like today I went to CrossFit class from, I went to the 9 a.m. class. It guarantees that I'm getting a hard fucking workout and I'm in and out in an hour. I love that. Because I can't. Oh, absolutely. I, I go to a club fitness on, on Sundays typically. And I, you know, I spend anywhere from you know, an hour and a half to two hours there just because I'm fucking around. I'm on my phone. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm dicking around. I'm talking to people. I'm, you know, I'm doing all these things. And I, it's, I like being able to be, especially, you know, I've only got so much time in the day. I like being in and out in an hour and it's nice. That's why I go in the morning. I yeah, mean, that makes sense. although I do dick around, I talk to a lot of people in the morning. It's always the same people, man. It's just, always the same old people in the morning. Yeah. Plus a few other people that are younger that own businesses and everyone's pretty much in there to do their, do their shit. But yeah. you know, we all know each other's schedule. Be like, okay, that guy's going to be on that machine. Today. Yeah. He's doing I mean. back. It's it, Tuesday. It, it's fucking fun though. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun, dude. And it's, but I know. If I don't get up and do it in the morning, yeah, you're not. Gonna I'm not it. fucking doing it later. Yeah, I'm not gonna go hang drywall all day and then be like, oh yeah, let's go do some heavy deadlifts, there, yeah. guy. Yeah, you see not that? fucking happening. I would be the same way, but my job isn't physically demanding. Yeah, you know, so it's but I, mentally draining. It is mentally draining, For but sure. the, but my thing is, is like, I like I love going to the gym, and obviously the physical results are great, mm-hmm. but. What I get mentally from a workout, like I'm okay if I'm, if I'm mentally drained, I'm okay to go to the gym when I'm mentally drained because I know at the end of that, if I can just give myself that hour to focus through for that hour, mm-hmm. by the end of that, whether I'm mentally drained or not, I'm going to be feeling That's fucking fair. fantastic. That's fair. Yeah. Physically though, like, phys- like if it was a, ph- if I was doing a physical job, I get it. There's no way that well, I don't, I, I would want to get it done beforehand. Even if I'm not working on a job and it's not physical for me, it, it's, it's even mental. I mean, I know. It's just ingrained in me now yeah. that I have to go in the morning. I have to. Right. Like, you otherwise, got that routine. I, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I feel. Well, it's like kind of charges you up too in the morning. Yeah. So it kind of gives you I, a little burst of energy. Almost. I started it when I was doing Does. show prep when I was at First Form and started going in the morning. I'm like, it's fucking nice. Right. I'm like, yeah. you did I accomplished show, something right? that already done. Right. Check it off. Yeah. So if I get off at four o'clock, uh, I got an open day the rest yeah, of the night, yeah, right? Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Several hours. I feel accomplished right away. I started getting up at 345 at one point. I'm like, whew. Kind of nice because everyone's quiet. But at the same time, I'm like, is this really sustainable for me? Right. Like, I don't know. My girlfriend didn't like it. So, you know, anywhere between five and six, we'll get up there and go to the gym. So you should join me anytime well, you want. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my biggest thing, like, I, so like you, yours is in the morning. I'm a night owl. Like yeah, I, really? yeah. Oh, I'm in bed by eight o'clock. See, oh, and, bro. Uh, well, with, with kids, my kids are usually like, I'll put them in physically in their bed at eight 30, but that doesn't mean they're actually going to fall asleep at eight 30. They're, they're That's fair. up in, I mean, if you watch any funny parenting skit on Instagram or whatever, it's a kid. Hey mom, what? I got a question for you. And it's mm-hmm. some stupid random question. It's like that for an hour. And then they finally fall asleep. So like by 930, that's when they're finally falling asleep. That's and a workout I, in itself. It is. And so I use that. Like I always have to give myself a, a, a two hours at the end of the day just to decompress. Like oh, that's yeah. my, that's my alone time. That's where I'm, you know, reading, journaling, doing things like that to decompress at the end of the day. And that's, starts and if i'm start if i get that done like because obviously i'm not being able to do chores while the kids are awake so once i get done once i get the kids to sleep now it's now i'm cleaning the kitchen doing dishes laundry all of that stuff by the time i actually get into my bed to do my have my alone time it's probably 10 o'clock so if i'm I'm taking two hours to just do the things that i want to do for myself for that day it's midnight 
And obviously, yeah, I could probably flip that around and start that in the morning. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you right now, if you have kids, my kids, and this is a habit that I need to break, but for the way I look at it is this isn't going to happen forever. My kids climb in bed with me. I'm a, I'm a heavy sleeper, so they'll sneak in and I won't know it, but I'll wake up in the morning and they'll be right there next to me. So if I have my kids waking up early, if I wake up, they're waking up. They're going right. to be right there with me. Right. So it doesn't really work that way where I, if I get them into bed, I can do it that way. Uh, that I can't have that time. So, um, yeah. And, and you, you, I've just gotten on that routine and that's the, like you got the routine of waking up early, but, but there's power in finding what works for you. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. A lot of people just don't even care. They're like, I just can't do it. Sorry. Right. Eh. Yeah. It's not that I uh, trust me. If I, if I had the routine to wait, is set up to wake up early and do it, mm -hmm. I would probably much rather do it that way and get it knocked out done and early. Yep. And then at the end of the day, just, Hey, you know what? I can just sit back with a good book or, mm -hmm. you know, a TV show or something just to unwind and then fall asleep. But kids change a lot. Of, yeah. <laughs> kids oh, change, bet, kids change a lot of those things. So that makes it hard, but, but Hey, it's worth it. Right. Absolutely. I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's our time. We should wrap yeah, it up. Absolutely. Um, Matt, it was Matt, great it was having you. Great having you, man. I appreciate Is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to? No, I mean, it, at the end of it, I appreciate all the fucking avenues we went down. Yeah, yeah for sure. Know? It was a good time. I'm absolutely. not one to actually stick to a course plan if he didn't figure that out. Yeah. No, no. I kind of we aren't either. Off left and right. So no, we, are, we no weren't either. We, I mean, we, <laughs> we, we text each other things that we want to chat about, and then it, and it just completely goes there's a window behind me. They're out there. They're out there. So that's the that's that's the great thing. I mean, it just it however it flows, however it goes. I mean, that's and that's the great that's the beauty of this whole podcast. Yeah, for sure. Well, if you're local to St. Louis and you need a great contractor, look up White River Contracting. Contact me. I'll get you in touch with Matt. Reach, find him on Instagram. Find us on Instagram. You. Enjoy the show. Tell a friend. Like. Hit that uh, like button. Hit that subscribe button. That really helps out the show. We'll see you guys on Monday.